Blog Talk Radio. Uh, welcome one and all. This is Robert Rogers, and you've just connected in to, you guessed it, the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. Just as a heads up, we do have a few spots available in our Internet teleseminar-based Jumpstart to Recovery program. So if you're interested in getting a jumpstart, be sure to check out that announcement. These tend to fill up pretty quickly, so I wanted everybody to know who's connecting in today that there are a few left. This may well be the very last Internet-based program that we'll do this year. I have an exciting program for you today. This particular program involves a comprehensive discussion about one therapy that some individuals have discovered is making a huge difference in their recovery from the symptoms of Parkinson's disease. My guest is Bill Bullock, who has done just that. Bill, thanks so much for being with us today. Sure. So can you tell us a bit, Bill, about your Parkinson's disease diagnosis? Why you and why when it was issued? <laughs> well, it's it's been about seven years, so it was in a- April, actually, of 2008. And, of course, the, the immediate response is, why me? You know, what am I going to? What am I going to do now? And it's it's I think it's easy to get depressed about it. And um, what's important, I think, is to begin looking around you for the assets in your life that the things that sustain you and bring uh, happiness and and relieve stress, um, and to continue the things that you do that are good for your body, like exercise and any kind of energetic movement practice and good nutrition and so on and so forth. But um, then, I, then I think you have a, a, a big choice whether to go with the Western medical establishment um, un- kind of understanding and treatment of Parkinson's or whether to try out um, some other, some alternatives. And actually you, Robert, has been, ha- has been an incredible resource for the Parkinson's community worldwide and just highlighting some different approaches. And like uh, many <laughs> Parkinson's uh, patients, I've tried just about all of them. <laughs> and you know, I guess there's there's one, I hope, bit of wisdom that I would offer. And it's, it's so tempting to think that the solution is outside of us, that it's, it's some amazing paleo diet or energetic movement practice or whatever. But I think, for me, what became important, and I think you've you've said this too, is that the the key is inside, and that's actually what ultimately led me to a deeper engagement with Qigong. Is that here's a modality that I practice that is totally copacetic with all the other good things I'm doing in my life: good nutrition, exercise, and so on. But it it brings a, a spiritual a dimension uh, that enables one to, you know, maybe deal with some of the emotional, s- spiritual issues that that may be 
part of the cause of Parkinson's. So I guess this has been the, the big lesson for me. And it's been a way to uh, actually take a piece of advice that I was offered early on in my exploration of you know, multiple different modalities. I went down and spent a week with Janice uh, Walton Hadlock in Santa Cruz, who has a clinic, and she's been dealing with Parkinson's patients and had some great success in in um, in healing. And one of the first things that she said to me was that you need to is a lesson she herself had to learn when she contracted Parkinson's and knew that she had to, as she put it, lock herself in her meditation room and not come out until she could feel the blessings of of this situation. And that's that's not easy, but I I do think it's it's an incredibly valuable um, process to go through. And I now see a lot of blessings in in the rat, abrupt switcheroo on my life path that now includes Parkinson's. And one of the principal blessings has been that it it led me to this particular form of qigong that that I feel is just so powerful and valuable and healing. So although the qigong appears as though it's a therapy that's doing something to you that is healing is occurring from the outside in, I understand you to say that what really is happening is it's triggering the capacity of healing to occur from the inside out. Yes. And it it does that through a um, kind of a, a, I guess I'd say, seamless combination of practices that encompass, number one, meditation. Everything in this practice is done in meditation, and indeed one of the dictums of the practice and many other spiritual practices are is to uh, be in the moment and be in a, a meditative state all the time if, if possible. And so one of the little tricks that is used in this form of Qigong, and again in, in so many other spiritual practices, is just to have an inner smile. That is to to smile inwardly towards your your own self, your own soul, um, your own spiritual being, and permit that soul to experience uh, giving and receiving love, and experience the oneness with the universe. So, in Qigong, we use gentle, repetitive movement practices, chanting, meditation, and then and then the the teachings um tie all that together and the the master uh, master Ming Tong Gu like other masters does healing sessions in which he in effect um he 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 becomes your co-pilot in your in your spiritual self and he he takes the controls during these 30 minute sessions and sh- shows you deeper versions of the visualization and the meditative states um that themselves are directly healing 
and and initiate you further along the path of being able to sustain that kind of practice. So it's it's very simple, but it's comprehensive, um, and it's just a, a lovely way to be. Mm, it sounds like it to me. What has it been like uh, living with the symptoms of Parkinson's for you? Well, I I do a lot of things to make me deal to enable me to to deal directly with the the scrunched over uh, mode and the tremor and the difficulty moving and the, the weakness that I feel, including that I I do take some meditation and medication and still take some medication, Cinnamon. Um, I didn't take any for the first three years after I was diagnosed, and I've been on it and off it, and it's my goal to get off of it and to get better completely without medication. Um, but it has been helpful. In fact, when I first started doing this form of Qigong, um, I, the, the medita- I was very, it was very clear to me that the, the medication... Uh, helped me to be able to engage more deeply, more quickly with uh, the movement practice and the meditation. It, it enabled a, a, st- a stillness of being that was really valuable for me at that point. Now what I'm trying to do is is to lengthen those periods between medication and and have have the, that experience with with my own faculties and. It ain't easy, and it's I don't I don't have the be all and end all solution, but it's it's a path that feels viable to me and and inspiring, and I, I just glow with joy at the prospect to uh, to let let this go, let this condition go, and uh, get on with. Uh, especially the things that I've discovered that are so important in life, loving others, loving oneself, serving serving others, in, in my case, in, in wanting to teach Qigong and um, experiencing happiness. You know, you, you can, you can boil, boil these practices, and not just Qigong, but other spiritual practices down to the cliches that have kind of entered our our cultural atmosphere as as memes all you need is love don't worry be happy be here now but they're all there's just such a powerful element of truth in all of those i think they're reducible or, or the spiritual practices are reducible to these simple formulas um because the that they're powerfully true. Um, go ahead. What do you suppose have been the cause or the causes of your symptoms? Well, um, I've explored that territory probably as thoroughly as anyone, and like most people who go through this, I have discovered that I have been exposed to heavy metals and pesticides and 
toxins and pathogens of one sort or another. And I, I think all those are, are are causes. I mean, something went awry. Um, Qigong and uh, Chinese medicine says basically that the the universe is energy, and that um, the soul emerges when consciousness and energy combine. And so that's we as individuals. And this form of Qigong says through its essence mantra, Wan Yan Ling Tong Qin Chao Zhu Chen, that the energy, uh, the source energy of the of the universe, flowing freely, connecting all life, unconditionally nurturing, unconditionally harmonizing unconditionally transforming to fulfill the highest purposes of life. What that says about us as individuals and and in our uh, physical, emotional, and spirit bodies is that when there are disruptions to the free flow of energy, such as, for example, the the reversal of chi that Janice Hadlock-Wilson, Walton Hadlock, uh, noted and uh, has the therapy of using tuina, the Chinese, a gentle massage, almost just holding, um, that that's in order to restore energy flow, qi flow. So these toxins and pathogens have disrupted qi flow, energy flow in our, in our bodies in some way, and we've got to set that aright. But I think I've come to believe that the key to that is actually relaxing from fear and and stress and allowing ourselves to love and be loved and and finding uh, the peace and the free flow of energy in that. And we've been hardwired through four million years of evolution to have a, a, a central nervous system that as as now neuroscience, guys like Rick Hansen who wrote Buddha's Brain, highly recommended book, and others are, are pu- pushing the, the research to that understanding, which is completely copacetic with Qigong, that we, we have these psyches that are hardwired to identify and magnify stress and cause us to go into a fight-or-flight response um, to tune into the dangers that threaten our survival. Um, So we're hardwired that way. And notice in that formula, fight-or-flight, there's there's no middle ground. Uh, Let's make friends. You know, it's it's either fight or flight. So that's that's what we're wired for. It, I've come to believe, and one of the ways that I understand the length of my path so far, already seven years and longer. You know, because like like most people, when I was finally diagnosed, there had been some things awry for some years before that in various ways. So my path 
just since diagnosis has has been seven years, and I haven't completely recovered yet. And my, my way of understanding that is that, uh, that it was a long path to get us to this point of being hardwired to to deal with stress and have stress take over our lives. And it, it takes maybe not equally long. I don't I don't know if I have four million years, uh, but it it takes some work, uh, and that is the golden gift of qigong and and many other now, spiritual practices. Did you have the idea that there might be one kind of an approach you could use that would work, or were you open to experimenting with any possibility? Uh, the latter, and and again, I think you've you've really you've said yourself that you you think that every person's path is different and is likely to involve some combination of a bunch of different stuff. And the common denominators that I've seen in in people that I know of who've recovered, and it is incredibly inspiring to actually meet face-to-face people who have recovered, like Bianca, who I've met and been in contact with and gotten great advice from, and Howard Schiffke and Janice in Santa Cruz and um people generally i think are taking good care of their bodies through nutrition and uh dealing with the, the the detox and or supplementing the system the bodily physical bodily systems um they're doing exercise of some sort even if it's just walking um and and they've got some kind of spiritual practice energetic movement practice that are they're doing whether it's um Tai Chi or, or Qigong or yoga, and and that what that's what looks to me to to work. And one of the other things about Qigong that Meng Tong says, and this is this is not easy for me to understand, so it's not easy for me to explain. But it, it goes something like this: that when we do the Qigong practice, which merges our energy with the universe energy and we can bring whether we call it light or chi or energy into our body bodies and our spirits to promote a free flow that when we focus on the effects of that is the symptoms of um parkinsons and we long for the healing of those symptoms that the 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 energy is is going is dealing equally with the cause and the effect you you don't have to identify each separate cause and how it how it might have led you on this path the 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 energy of the of the universe g- goes there and takes care of that that makes sense. It does indeed. You've talked about blessings that have occurred. Many people who have diagnoses of Parkinson's don't think of the condition as a blessing. What have been your blessings, and how did you find them? Well, where I where I was knocked over sideways and brought to a complete emotional <laughs> release. Um, was at my my first uh, Qigong retreat, which I attended in 2011, 
not not more than about I guess it was about three three or four weeks after um, I met someone who uh, I met through my acupuncturist who we had taken with us to do some training with Janice's team in Santa Cruz, and I was getting ongoing tuna treatments from her, and this other woman showed up on her doorstep who spends, spent part of the year in California, fairly close to where Ming Tong is centered, and then part of the year in Portland because she has had a couple of sons who lived here. So um, I was introduced to her, and she had met Bianca, and uh, so they very quickly put me in touch with Bianca, and I was able to actually talk with someone who had uh, recovered. And uh, she said, you should come to this retreat. It's in three weeks. Oh. And I, it was a completely uh, unprecedented move in my life to uh, jaunt off to a 10-day spiritual retreat. But I did. I just there's something that clicked with it. And uh, she let me a DVD, and I started looking at some of the practice. And at that first retreat, the the revelation to me, I, I became fond of telling the story this way, that I thought, like I had kind of the, 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 my normal or my long-time mode in dealing with work or life issues, well, I thought it was just something that I could control, that... I, I would just go swallow this new this practice and put it alongside the other things that I had deemed to be valuable, like good nutrition and exercise and so on. So I, I thought I would I would just go and swallow this practice. But instead the practice swallowed me by opening my heart to the prospect of, of not only being able to give and receive love in, in ways that I haven't, or and that most of us have issues around there, childhood scars and so on and so forth. And my my revelation at that retreat was that I I could be happy whether I had Parkinson's or not, and that I would rather be happy with Parkinson's than than unhappy without Parkinson's, and that indeed the the key to physical healing is emotional and spiritual healing, that we've got to right the house and get the energy flowing freely, and that's what's, that's what's going to enable us to uh, do the physical healing. There's another book that I've read recently that uh, what again, does uh, Qigong book, uh, practice look like as far as you were concerned uh, day in and day out? Well, I now am doing between two and four, sometimes even more hours per day. But I do that in a variety of I, I put that much time in in a variety of ways. There are a couple of the practices that are central that are. The, the movement practices that are about promoting the the flow of energy in and out of your spirit body and the universe and promote your sense of merging with the universe and those um and there are several variants of those and so i i, I do 
two two or more of those for a total of about an hour. I always take my walk, my um, iPod with me when I go for walks or when I go to the gym to exercise. So I listen to the my favorite teachings. I have about a hundred hours of recordings of uh, Ming Tong and other teachers uh, leading practice and and teaching. And I just I have my greatest hits. There are about twenty or thirty of them that I love and that really work for me. And so I just listen to them over and over and again. I just kind of cycle through them. Um, and then there's a, a couple of variants of people who lead Skype sessions and teach uh, over Skype uh, and lead practice. And I do one of those often in the morning. Um, and then there are sound healings. And so I, I just try to uh, choose a good mix of those every day. I mean, healing is full-time work, not just in the sense that one ought to aim to bring the consciousness uh, in, in along, but just in the time that it takes. Um, so I devote that time to it because it uh, feels like it's moving me along towards my goal, and it feels good as I do it, which I think is a, it's a good combo. It's you're, you're fighting for the long term, and you're feeling good as you do it. Your commitment certainly has shifted over time then. As I understand it, you started hesitatingly thinking you would add this to many of the other kinds of approaches that you had been using. But now you are actually teaching this with other and to other people. Uh, right. And where I'm starting actually is uh, a subset of our Parkinson's support group here, a group that's already focused on alternatives, um, meets um, twice a month at least, and I lead practice for them. And so I, I in oh, the process, awesome. learn more about that's the fantastic. practice. I learn more about the practice myself, and I uh, a really powerful component of this form of Qigong, what, what they call the, the six golden keys, in, that is the, the things that one does and the ways that one believes in order to continue down the path. Um, one of those is, is service, and it just becomes so powerfully uh, inspiring to to be able to touch other people with this with this opportunity. And uh, and not, again, uh, another thing I'd say about it is that it's copacetic with other spiritual practices. It's it's a cosmology, as I've described it, uh, about energy flow and one's experience in life vis-a-vis that energy flow that that fits with other spiritual practices and energetic movement practices like uh, yoga and tai chi. And you uh, I was going to mention um, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, You Are the Placebo. Have you read that? Oh, yes, I know about it, yes. Yeah, 
Well, it's I find it very inspiring, and it's and a very simple boil down of it is is basically exactly what Qigong says that you one can pair a powerful intent with a positive emotion and a, a, a visualization of a, a healing process in order to at- attain that healing. And it makes complete sense to me. And uh, it's, again, very inspiring to read case studies. And he does a lot of investigation of the the scientific community's wrestling with the idea of placebo and why it works. So right. it's, a, it's a good read. Yes, if you do uh, analyses of the results across placebo groups, you get huge effects. And when you compare that against treatment effects, you find that the treatment effects are actually quite minuscule. So the right. whole idea of placebo is very powerful. And, then of course, the word placebo means, well, nothing really is happening, and, of course, it's just the reverse. Right. Well, right. And it all comes down to, you know, when one believes that one can heal, uh, you start the process of of healing, but I think when one not only believes but can very clearly visualize it as as Joe Joe Dispenza's own story about being run over by an SUV and uh, completely repairing his own spine just through his focus and concentration and ability to visualize as, as a trained chiropractor. Right, which is why everyone out there who holds the belief that if they've been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and if they believe that it's degenerative, that is a very dangerous thought to hold indeed. Yeah. Now, we've talked quite a bit about uh, Qigong, and you've given people a rich understanding of how this has enhanced your life is there an opportunity for people to actually experience a live session of Qigong? Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, my, my teacher is coming to Portland for the second time, uh, this time on this coming June 21st at the Oregon College of Oriental Medicine right downtown in Portland. And uh, he's he came last year to do a, an introductory workshop and the intent, and my fond hope, is that he will uh, make these will be regular visits to Portland, uh, increasing in length and depth, um, so we don't have to go so far to work directly with this amazing, wise, caring uh, teacher. Um, so he's he's here for a workshop on Sunday. June 21st from 2 to 6 to 8:30 p.m. Um, and then you know hopefully he'll keep will build a following here as has occurred in other parts of the country and all over the world now he's he's uh, doing a another retreat in Israel and he's worked in Germany and a bunch of different places um, so we hope to gradually build a, enough of a following here so that he could come every year and do a increasingly um, detailed and deep exploration. Uh, 
And the Chi Center, which is based in Petaluma, California, already does uh, very powerful online uh, class and workshop um, presence. Um, and those are great. And you know, Ming Tong is really into the the technology that makes all that possible. So the the Chi Center is right at the uh, leading edge of that. But there's nothing like being live. And 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 actually, that's um, one of the reasons that I lead practices here in my home. Um, and they're they're not actually just for Parkinson's. They're they're open to others as well. Uh, but I mean, the, the benefit for me is that I get to practice with with uh, other folks too. Right. And there is a link to sign up for this program with Master Ming Tong Gu on the radio show page. So all you have to do is to click on that link, and you'll be able to sign up for that program. Sunday, June 21st from 2 p.m. until 8.30 p.m. This is Robert Rogers. I'm the founder of Parkinson's Recovery, and my host today is Bill Bullock. We've talked about Master Ming Tong Gu, who is truly a master in every sense of the word. Many of you who are listening are probably wondering, hmm, I wonder who this person is and what he might say about Qi Gong. I actually uh, have interviewed Ming Tong, and what I'm going to now do is to play a previously recorded question and answer interview with Master Ming Tong Gu. And after we complete listening to that, we'll return back to Bill Bullock from Portland, Oregon. Now, you really are the international expert in Qi Gong. And for those of you listening, that's spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. Some people listening know about that, but many don't. What is Qi Gong? Yes, let's start in from there. So... I cannot claim myself international Qigong master, and yet I do speak a second language, the English language, so able to communicate this ancient language of Qigong to the Westerners, especially the English speakers. So to starting with the definition of that is um, Qi literally means life energy, the life force, and the invisible formless energy is driving all life, sustaining all life, like moving your heart. What's the energy? Moving your heart, pumping the blood. What is the energy allow your body to move? What energy allow your mind to think even? What energy, you know, moving the wind, moving the sun, moving every phenomena we're experiencing. So that is what we call qi, the invisible formless energy of life driving the universe. The gong literally means practice and the cultivation, including the benefit and you receive from the practice. So to summarize what Qigong is, is really a technique, a method to cultivate this life energy more consciously to bring up special benefit, including health, including well-being, including fulfillment of life in general. Ming Tong, what is wisdom healing Qigong? Uh, yes, uh, that's the particular form of Qigong 
I've been teaching for the last uh, 15 years formerly in the West and uh, originate in from China in this case. So in China it's called uh, zi literally means wisdom. Nen means the energy behind the healing. So also the capacity to work with energy to realize the healing. So I translate into English as wisdom healing qigong. So the essence, the very essence of this form of qigong is really cultivating the wisdom, different level of wisdom. Use your mind, your heart to discerning what is good for you, what is healthy, and more so is to understand life, to perceive life beyond what you're perceiving from the five senses, so to speak, beyond what we know from scientific point of view, from what we were told from parents, grandparents, and making a discovery through your own direct experience, communicating with energy, communicating with your body, to so discover this in in that wisdom, intuition, the in that capacity to work with the energy. So that's a really an empowerment practice. So the benefit come out of that is including the healing of the physical, the healing of emotional body, healing of mind. So that is the very essence of wisdom healing. Qigong, a short history, is really come out of um, uh, my teacher in this case, and he's um, a doctor in both Western medicine doctor and also Chinese medicine doctor. He incorporate what he learned in like five decades of his learning process from very young age, from different lineages and schools, um, Buddhist tradition, Taoist tradition, and also, of course, uh, TCM and the traditional Chinese uh, medicine tradition as well as martial art tradition and so on incorporate into the system so average people can take advantage of this practice, understand the energy principle behind life, behind health, and also use that practice to realize particular benefit, including health. So that's his profound interest as a doctor and came around as a system called Wisdom Healing Qigong. People listening to this, I'm sure, are awed at the potential benefits of using Qigong, and in particular, wisdom healing Qigong. Can Qigong really help with Parkinson's? Yes, that is a um, beginning question. As Dr. Pan started established the Qigong Center in China, so when he started, <laughs> was only you know 50 students. And then gradually, quickly, you know, 500 people showed up. Eventually, 5,000 people showed up. The reason so many people showed up because of the incredible benefit, incredible benefit. So in the beginning, the people showing up with quite a, you know, challenged conditions and, you know, cancers, chronic conditions such as heart problems, you know, um, depressions, all these conditions, chronic, in case, you know, no cue, so to speak, from a conventional medicine point of view, they start experimenting Qigong and slow the practice. So before that happens, and he was more treating his patient with the Qigong, realizing the incredible result. Then quickly he realized if he teach Qigong to the students, <laughs> and he can come, you know, realize the same result, but at the same time, is much larger scale. 
That means you know, hundreds of students, thousands of students can practice realizing the goal more simultaneously instead of treating one person at a time. So that was his uh, incredible, you know, enlightening vision, slow the discovery. Then slow the experiment, he realized in Qigong can help all kind of illness, all kind of illness. So the reason behind that is very simple. Yes, Qigong training your mind to with life energy, which is the underlying of life, including the health of the body, the function of the body. So when you know how to guide the energy in the body, in this case is releasing the limited patterns, in case is bring more energy to your body, different part of your body. So in this case, Parkinson can focus on the brain, can focus on the heart, focus on the kidney, and I will speak to that more in detail, you know, give you some guideline how you can start in that process on your own. But the principle is simple in Qigong, is training the mind, bring the life energy into the body, not only the energy can nourish in the body, strengthen the body, but making the connection in different parts of the body, for example, between the brain and uh, your nerve system, the muscular control system, and the glandular system of the body, and that is very prominent in the Parkinson disease cases. So Qigong is training that. Train your mind to do that slow, very powerful practice. And I will speak to that in more detail. So for that reason, what happened is you're really um, going beyond the conventional medicine paradigm. You're involved with the mind. You bring more energy into your body beyond any condition, beyond any diagnosis. So that's the foundation not only philosophically easy to understand Qigong can benefit, but slow the practice. You're making a discovery between the mind and body, and that's the key to Parkinson cases. So that as a result, many of my students uh, realizing in the best case is total recovery of Parkinson you know, diagnosis, total recovery from the conventional measurement. And in the most cases, it's getting better with symptoms. And some good cases, completely letting go for conventional medicine, even doing better without the medicine. And often we know there's always some kind of side effect with this strong medicine treatment. So that is the, um, the result as we are observing. So more people practicing, then more understanding we become specific methods such as um, uh, student Bianca is going to share her insight, her experience working with Qigong to recover from Parkinson condition. So how effectively make this practice work for Parkinson? And that's an incredible discovery we're continuously making. So I'm so happy that she's sharing this with you. And also I want to share some major energetic you know, um, principle with you to guide your practice, whatever practice you're doing can help you realize your truth is out. Bianca was actually a guest on the radio show about six months ago, for those of you who'd like to be able to hear that particular interview. And I think people who just heard your answer are probably mulling around, did I just hear him say 
that people who are using Qigong have actually become symptom-free and many have reversed their symptoms. Is that what you said? Yes, yes. And I can hear a lot of hoorays <laughs> in the audience. Like, you know, Whoa, okay. We have you got... many cases like that in China, but usually it's not convincing for people in the West. <laughs> so now we have uh, many cases in the West, right here in the U.S. So you can really get inspiration and hear their story, and more so understanding how they effectively realizing their goal. And that is the true commitment. I'm so excited to share that possibility with all of you. So to clarify, I get many questions from people. How many people have really reversed the symptoms of Parkinson's? Are there two? Are there three? What you're saying is, well, there are a lot of people in China, and we there even have many people, people in here China. in the West. Yeah. So we're not talking about one or two. We're talking no, about many No, people. no, no. It's more than just antidote. Everybody I know would like to know more about how Qi Gong came about. Is this an invention from the last five years ago? Uh, relatively new, Robert, in the West. And yet uh, in China being kind of uh, known to the more mainstream healthcare system in the last, say, 30 years. And before that, Qi Gong has been had been remained quite secretive to, you know, ordained practitioners to very small percentage of people, basically. It's being considered quite a, you know, mystical, energetic practice. And um, so the expression of that, I mean, the energetic principle is more expressed slow and familiar practice, such as acupuncture, such as acupressure uh, treatment and also the energetic principle behind uh, the Chinese herb is very similar to Qigong energetic principle. And then also the Qigong practice um, for martial art, they're using the mental concentration, generating the incredible power of Qi to you know, move object, moving person without touching. So that is the few examples we're familiar with. For the medical application, it's being familiar only for the Chinese medicine practitioners and also for martial arts. They're using this technique to basically heal their students when they get injured, you know, in martial arts. <laughs> so they're using this technique to do that. So only become uh, more well-known in China, I think, started um, early 1970, then really and divided it in a very large scale to the 1990s, including, you know, what I have shared briefly, the Qigong Hospital in China, able to experiment with a large population over two decades of time and directly working with more than 200,000 practitioners, mostly with severe conditions, with all kinds of disease, you name it. And... So he able to uh, not only you know teaching them how to do practice, but able to measure the result. The way he does is very scientific. He was asking people, <laughs> asking people to have a conventional medical checkout before they enroll the event and uh, the program. The program lasts four weeks. You have to stay there, and live there for four weeks, and practice in qigong and day and night. 
Then, before they leave for home, they need to have another conventional medical checkout. Compare the result. If it's measurably changed, then we say that's effective. It's symptom-free, then we say very effective. Then if you see total uh, medical checkout, blood checkout, you know, CT scan, whatever it might be, don't see any sign of disease, then that is cured. So he took that very scientific approach and using this profound system to finally discover what is the most effective way to make healing happen, not only in emotional level, energetic level, but in the physical dimension, in the cellular level. So that is his approach. From that uh, process, he was able to, you know, work with large-scale people, to work with all kinds of disease conditions, and using the same energetic principle to realizing the incredible result, including 95% effective rate. And then also about, um, I think between 30 to 40 of very effective, that's symptom-free. Then the percentage for total cure condition and in terms of the internal measurement, that I don't have the number with me. That's including different disease. So that is giving you some, uh, you know, like statistic um, outline. And that's measured based on thousands and thousands people over the years. What is a Qigong master? <laughs> so we're all Qigong masters, Robert. <laughs> Am I a Qigong so really? When we say we are Qigong master, that means we cultivated uh, a degree of mastery of Qi, mastering of energy. So in order to do so, is really mastering of your mind. So using the mind to concentrate with your body, with whatever life purpose might be, and to channel that energy to realizing whatever result, to see measurable change, measurable healing, measurable you know uh, benefit. But more so than that, is really about mastering our life. Is really representing that vision that I'm continuously mastering myself <laughs> and also sharing my knowledge, what I know, working with um, Qi, working with the mind, working with health, but also really pass down, you know, this wisdom from these ancient master, grandmasters. They're able to realize the potential beyond the average people. And that is one way you can think of mastery. So in my vision, in my responsibility, is really pass on that knowledge and that wisdom slow, the practice of Qigong, so you can empower yourself. You can be a master for life energy, a master over your life condition, including health condition. Then you can help other people in a large pictures. So that is... Um, my life goal is my mission. So it doesn't really happen overnight for me. In this case, it's a continued, deeper commitment in this level of service. Tell us more about the Chi Center Retreat. <laughs> yes, that is uh, probably one of the most um, intense programs 
available as far as I know. In terms of right now, because we don't have the Qigong Center, you know, active in China, unfortunately, because of the critical reason. And uh, we had to close down the center about 12 years ago. So now I'm sharing this vision as we cultivate in China, in the West, so we're creating the same kind of program as we did in China. So model that uh, uh, system. In realizing the incredible benefit here, even so we're here doing the practice in a very intense uh, condition, I mean, concentrated um, uh, time period and also place, really supporting the Qigong practice. So the goal is very simple. We're doing everything possible to free your mind from your limited stories. <laughs> your worry, your projection, your old belief, you know, I'm chronical, I'm symptom bound for the rest of life, I'm depressed, whatever might be the story might be, but also cultivating, open your heart, and deeply cultivating how your body responding to your mind, responding to your heart, responding to your choice, responding to the energy, then you start to experiencing the real change during that period of time, you can start in five days, you can extend it to 10 days. For some cases, students can stay for 30 days. So scientifically, we know in order to make a physical change, take some time, for example, the new discovery in science, and validating that takes about 100 days to really change the stem cell function. That is one example. Then the other different example showing up that different cycle in the physical body and in terms of time need to make stable change. So in this case, the retreat allows you to invest in your time, your energy, your practice for specific time to so making long-lasting changes. So come out of that is basically, first you start to feel so much better energetically, <laughs> and you start to have, you know, sleep better and feel happier. That is huge. You feel more relaxed, and more so, you start, you know, eating better. You start to have more mobility with your body and more energy with your body. Then you continue to practice, and students start feel, you know, less shaking. They feel less, you know, more control of your body feel more emotionally balanced, more empowered, then they continue to practice. That like some cases, you know, take a, a month, some cases shorter period of time. So what happening is in that process individually can be different because your mind is, is really involved in that process. So the difference between like the conventional medical uh, treatment with the Qigong treatment is that in Qigong, basically, you involved 100%. That's the amazing key. So beyond asking the question, can your body heal or can your Parkinson condition heal, you're asking the question, can your mind and the body heal together? So specifically, addressing Parkinson is can your mind 
connecting with your brain, connecting with your body, connecting your glandular system, connecting your nerve system to make a change, to heal together? And the answer is clearly yes. <laughs> so that is incredible discovery. People quickly, you know, um, experience directly in a few days. Then they continue the practice and taking the practice home. I receive questions every week, and almost every week I get a question from a listener or one of the individuals in my audience who wants to know about the current state of stem cell research, which involves, of course, researchers who are looking for ways to inject stem cells into the body. I just heard you say Qigong could potentially make it possible within 100 days for a person to generate internally their own stem cells. Did I understand that correctly? Absolutely. That is my experience of it, Robert. Yeah. And I'm excited to, you know, to see this tangible, you know, physical measurement, like in the cellular level, what's happening through Qigong practice. And yet, as a result, as observation, I know this is happening. So not only stem cell is important for the body to regenerate the whole system, but what is really feeding the stem cell? What is really stimulating the stem cell to be active? That is involved not only energy, but involved with mind. I'm speaking of the subconscious mind. And speaking of this intelligence in the body, activating certain system to function in certain way, to activate that intelligence, you consciously can do it by working with energy. For example, you're making a sound, doing the movement, stimulating the kidney. So when the kidney is stimulated and the adrenal gland is stimulated, what happens? That affecting the stem cell. You're affecting the bone marrow. They're affecting the entire granular system, entire hormone system. So not only energetically affecting your well-being, your feeling about yourself, but stimulating the cellular function. So literally speaking, it's like you're creating an energetic environment in the body to influence the DNA function. That means the DNA constantly deciding, you know, uh, Winding, rewinding, the function is changing. The DNA itself doesn't change. But yet, it's the choice of the DNA, how to function in the body. What is, you know, potentially activated? What is only remain hidden potential? It depends on the entire, you know, internal environment. And that's why we have more understanding according to epigenetic. So, uh, in the stem cell, the level is the same way. So same thing for the dopamine, for example, <laughs> yeah. And that is one of the major concerns for Parkinson's condition. So not only the dopamine is produced in the brain, in the brain stem, but also it's produced in the adrenal glands and also produced in the heart. So how can you energetically stimulating these organs, these glands, to produce these chemical, biological functions so that you can recover from these symptoms. And so by doing that energetically, is you have the benefit 
without you know awakening that capacity because every function of the body depends on energy not only just energy as the sun the energy from the food but the life energy the intelligent energy the subconsciousness is working in your cell like you think of the cell has its own mind and yet it remains unconscious to the active mind how to stimulate that subconsciousness how can you transmit a new message into the subconscious level of the cellular function? That is the key. That is the link. That is the deep training. So by doing this, you bring all the good message, all the good energy into the body, and then you basically awaken the natural function of the cell stem cell or DNA even, and the function of the glands, function of the organ, including the function of the brain, the nerve system, and so on. By doing so, you're not producing any side effect. That's the beauty of it. So any medical system, the big concern is not so much how to and you know stimulating the stem cell by using you know drug, use a medicine. But the main concern is when you stimulate using that drug, that drug can affect not only the stem cell, but everything else in the system is stimulated. So how can you maintain a balance without tipping off the balance and at the same time activating one function of the body? That is a mystery. That is so complex. That is so difficult for the medical system to get a you know, real handle of it. And they're doing the incredible job. But yet, we know the system of the body is so complex. So that is the benefit of Qigong, is you directly making the link without using, uh, using you know, other external stimulation can have, can have a complication. That doesn't mean, you know, the conventional medicine is not helpful. And the deep question asked is, you know, when you even physically, by food, by other methods, getting better health-wise, can you maintain that? Can you truly experience the well-being as a human in this planet Earth without your mind, your heart involved with your body? And that is a question you, uh, you know, often ask, and I think from my discovery, you know, you know, uh, it's quite a journey to come back to this body. And I used to be quite intellectual, very intellectual. And the one thing I'm observing in uh, many Parkinson uh, cases is the mind is quite capable in these uh, patients. Very creative and very productive, very accomplished human being, and yet have not linked with the body totally with energy in that deeper level. So it's incredible by shifting that powerful mind inwardly into the heart, into the body, the potential come out of that is so amazingly not only healing, but life-changing, life for feeling. I'm your host, Robert Rogers. This is the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. My guest today is Ming Tong Gu. The cost of doing a stem cell transplant, I am told, ranges anywhere from $10,000 to $50,000. As I understand it, Qigong can actually achieve the same results. So is 
Ming Tong, the cost about the same? <laughs> you can start learning the Qigong by, you know, relatively no money cost to you, and then you practice at home. So if you choose one to invest more and come into a retreat, it's relatively not that expensive. Like every retreat, you know, cost, you know, whatever it might be, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day, including food, including lodging. <laughs> and so you spend that money to really invest into your health, really empower yourself, and really making a long-lasting change, and more so can affect your heart, your spirit, beyond the physical condition, which is also deeply important. What should individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's focus on with regard to their healing? Yes, that is a wonderful question. I'm totally excited to share with you because of time. I can only share some your main insight with you. And then you can discover on your own specialty flow website, chicenter.com, with so many offerings you can learn. I will speak to that a little bit more later. So what you can do is starting with um, tapping to the power over your mind. Now that um, from the neuroscientific point of view, we know the mind can change the brain function. That's called neuroplasticity. By changing our habit, thinking a new way, new thoughts can change the brain um, neural functions. Um, but beyond that, the also research available, the movement can change the brain function, specifically have long-lasting effect in the particular area of your brain, including the glands, including producing certain um, chemistry, certain, you know, certain function of the brain. So with that, this new insight, um, we have much more understanding how you can take advantage in this case, in the Qigong point of view, is you using the mind, go into your brain, go into your kidney. And how to do that in the beginning might be difficult without certain guidelines. So the practice of what we do is you're moving the body in a certain way. Then your mind can concentrate into the feeling of the movement. So when you're moving the knee, moving the hip, you start having a feeling, a signal from that area. That signal transmitting through the nerve system into your brain, then brain receiving that signal, then sending back a signal to your hip, to your different part of the body. So by sending that back signal, you see the, the main method is you imagining, you visualizing the energy, in this case like the light, like a magnet transmitting to this body part. So you're creating like internal bioenergetic feedback between the mind, the brain, body. Then back and forth, you're creating a communication. So in order to do this more effectively, you cannot use just the intellectual mind to think about it, and that's not enough. So you're doing the movement, guiding the energy, concentrating to different parts. And you're doing the sound, vibrating the energy inside of you. In this case, can access in the energy of your organ, energy of your kidney, in your heart. And to access that profound energy, 
then affecting the glandular system, affecting, you know, the neurological system, affecting the entire physical function. That's the second method. The third is, as I mentioned, is you're imagining it and you're visualizing it. So in the case of your body now able to do certain movement, yeah, you start imagining your arm, your legs doing this movement energetically. So what you're doing is, is like your, your mind is taking a leadership, yeah, taking leadership and generating the subtle energy. Then the physical body starts to respond to that subtle energy, start to shift, physically catch up. So that is like step by step. You're starting with the mind and you're visualizing it. And you're doing the movement, you're doing the sound, you're generating the energy of it, then the physical starts to shift. So in this case, for Parkinson's patients, particularly important I want to mention is also uh, focus on emotional healing because of the, this condition can be very disabling, disempowering, affecting our emotion, especially fear. So in this case, it's really important to um, balance your emotion. In this case, Lo Qigong, what we do is uh, using sound, access your organ energy. In this case, releasing the fear and transform the fearful energy into more vibrant, creative, empowering, life-affirming energy. It's amazing people can experience in few minutes of that change can happen directly. In the same way, you can regulate in your heart and keep your heart open, compassionate, kind, and not only to others, but also to yourself. Really learning this technology, loving yourself again, nourishing yourself again, go deep in to yourself again, empower yourself again. So these are particular insights I have been really receiving, not only through my direct practice, but also through my students' experience, really contributing to the incredible healing transformation as they're experiencing. Some listeners, I am quite sure, are very hesitant to get interested in Qigong because their mobility may be challenged, they may be in wheelchairs, they may have seen some videos of people doing Qigong and have concluded there's no way that my body would move that way. From what you just said, I understand that anyone can actually become involved, even if it's a question of using your imagination in the beginning. Is that absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is, uh, you know, that happens. That is like um, um, is a misunderstanding often we have. We need to be healthy enough physically strong enough, flexible enough to do this movement. Actually, if you're really healthy, you don't need to do Qigong. <laughs> so it's really about improvement. It's really about customizing the practice. You know, of course, what you see on the video is more on the people relatively healthy demonstrating this movement. But for people coming to retreat, coming to workshop, we customize this movement you, in the general speaking, you do what you can. If only one arm can move, you just do one arm. Then visualizing another arm is moving with it. If you can only raise arm halfway, you visualize the arm 
to a, you know, whatever shoulder level or over the shoulder level, you're visualizing it. Then you start to feel and the arm becomes stronger over the time, more flexibility, more energy, more control, and over time start to happen. So the bottom line is that you can start wherever you are. You can do the move by sitting. If you cannot move the arm, by visualizing the arm moving, and you're visualizing the entire body's moving, and even you can feeling the energy of the organ inside by doing the sound without doing the movement, then that energy starts feeding back to the brain, feeding back to your arm, feeding back to your entire, you know, the nerve system, neuromuscular system, receiving more energetic nourishment, energetic uh, communication. So that is the amazing part. Everybody can do Qigong. <laughs> this is Robert Rogers. I'm the host of the Parkinson's Recovery radio show and the founder of Parkinson's Recovery. You have just heard my question and answer session with Master Ming Tong Gu, who is actually going to deliver a live workshop in Portland, Oregon, one person who has greatly benefited from his workshop and from Qigong has been Bill Bullock, who is also my guest on the show today. Bill, tell everyone how they can sign up to attend this amazing workshop that Ming Tong, who himself will actually deliver in Portland, Oregon on June 21st. Well, I think the most important thing to say uh, after hearing Ming Tong's eloquent answers to some of the same questions that I fumbled with is to is to just say what a wonderfully wise, caring, funny, effective teacher he is. I've had some great teachers in my life, but Ming Tong is the best in, just in terms of the way he can inspire and demonstrate and bring you to understanding. So it's it's a real treat to to be just in the presence of this wise, uh, awakened being uh, here. So uh, the your uh, website has a link to the registration page for, for, for the Chi Center, which is handling the registration for the events uh, throughout Ming Tong's Northwest tour. But the link on Robert's red website takes you directly to the registration for the June 21st event from 2 to 8.30 p.m. at the Oregon College of Oriental Medicine. And that uh, site that site that you land on uh, from Robert's link also has more information about Qigong and what you can expect in the workshop and so on and so forth. Great. And just as a clarification, we maintain about 20 different websites, and so you'll see that link on the radio show page. So uh, if you go to the Blog Talk Radio page for Parkinson's Recovery, and that's available from the main link, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and you'll see a little icon there that you can click on that will take you to the radio show page. So that link is right there on the main radio page. Click on that, and you'll get all the details of how you can actually register for Ming Tong Gu's workshop in Portland, Oregon, June 21, 2015. 
Bill Bullock, what would you like to say right now to a person who's listening to this program who has recently been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease? Um, look for joy in your heart and around you and in your family and friends and in the beautiful, incredible world that we are privileged to be a part of during our time here and uh, find a way to transmute this joy through your your body, mind, and spirit and, uh, and live your life joyfully no matter what your condition, and know that 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 inner joy and inner strength will be a great asset for you in healing. Bill Bullock, thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on the radio show today and to make sure that we get the word out on Ming Tang Gu's workshop in Portland, Oregon on June 21st. Great, and thank you so much for all of your effort over many years Robert, in being such a wonderful information resource uh, and such a, a leading light in the cause of thinking of, of uh, Parkinson's as, as something that we can recover from and reverse. I, I assure you, Bill, the work is an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for those kind words of support. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are certainly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact that you have been listening to this amazing show about Qigong and how it can facilitate the healing of persons who experience Parkinson's disease, that you indeed are on the road to recovery. May you have a magnificent week indeed.